Hello and welcome back to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. My name is Frida and I'm the host of this podcast and this podcast is all about the tinnitus science and how you can live a better life despite the ringing, swooshing, whooshing, hissing, humming, whatever your tinnitus might sound like. Uh, in this podcast, we cover actionable tips, tricks and tools um, on how you can tackle um getting much, much, much better with your tinnitus. Um, I am working in a new program called the Group Habituation Tinnitus Coaching Program. Um, and if you are interested in checking that out, I will have a link below to this episode. But today in this episode, um, I'm uh, very, very excited to talk about uh, something that happened last weekend and the topic of reactive tinnitus. Um, I've frequently often gotten the questions by many people in the community, in the mytinnitus.club community. The link is also in the show notes because the mytinnitus.club community is ever growing. We're getting more and more members. But without further ado, today I want to talk about um, the last week's tinnitus symposium at the Charité in Berlin. So there was a scientific uh, tinnitus convention uh, with a lot of uh, highly recognized uh, scientists in the tinnitus arena. And then afterwards, I just want to get a little bit into the topic of reactive tinnitus with you guys today. But without further ado, you guys know it. I'm super excited about it. Um, we're going to have our ad from our podcast sponsor, Linear, that I'm super excited about. The launch has been going very well. I've gotten a lot of great feedback from you guys. So thank you very much for that. Um, the ad supports this podcast. The sponsorship supports this podcast. And if you want to check it out um, as you say it and in the, as it goes in the ad, if you go to www.linear.com forward slash outring, you can find all the information. But let's get right into the episode with the ad, the short ad and the intro. And then I'll see you guys in there talking about the uh, latest developments in the science world about tinnitus and also on the topic of reactive tinnitus. Welcome. Hello and welcome to the Outering Tinnitus podcast. This is Frida and I'm your host. This podcast is all about the tinnitus science and what you can do to live a better life despite the ringing. This episode is brought to you by Linear, an evidence-based treatment for tinnitus which has been shown to improve tinnitus symptoms in large-scale clinical trials and real-world patients. Linear retrains the brain by playing soothing sounds and providing mild electrical stimulation to your tongue. It's now available throughout Europe and its latest clinical trial results were recently published in a Nature Scientific Journal. To find out more about Linear, where it's available and read about the research behind it, visit www.linear.com forward slash outring. That's l-e-n-i-r-e.com forward slash outring. Yeah, so today I want to share with you a few things um, that happened last week. It was very, very cool. Um, I was invited again to the International Tinnitus Symposium here at the uh, Charité University Clinic in Berlin. It's one of Europe's leading university hospitals. Um, even more um, exciting to see that they have been holding a tinnitus symposium again this year with highly recognized uh, international tinnitus scientists. 
um, one of the major speakers and who also won the um, yearly innovation prize for tinnitus was uh, Dr. Landegger from the University of Vienna, who's doing a lot of research in um, hearing restoration, right? So he's doing a lot of research with various companies, um, uh, also uh, frequency therapeutics in the United States on um, hearing and hair cell, hearing hair cell regeneration, uh, which is one of the most promising, if some of you guys know about it, one of the most promising projects to not only restore hearing, but to reverse um, noise-induced or age-related hearing loss in future. And therefore also a very, very, very prominent um, possibility to at least reduce tinnitus in certain cases. So, um, yeah, I want to just uh, share a little bit about uh, all the people that I've met, the scientists that I've met, the uh, different um, advances in treatment or approaches that um, that were covered in um, in in the day throughout the whole day of uh, yeah the whole uh, meetings etc. So it was a really 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 fantastic day, but I was quite tired in the end because there was so much input, so many scientists um, telling what their latest project and the latest research they've been focusing on was about. So. Um, Actually, sometimes I read on the internet people saying, hey, there's no one who really takes care of these issues. We people with tinnitus, we're really left alone. And I must say, I beg your pardon. Like, <laughs> it's amazing to also see the list on every research article to see how many people actually take part in this, right? So how many people actually really um, are in the space of tinnitus doing research, devoting their life um, to uh, researching tinnitus, their professional career, and also their life often. Um, one of the fantastic guys who was there again, who also held a very, very nice uh, report on the Unity study, um, that is a pan-European uh, tinnitus study, uh, was uh, Vini Schle. He was uh, here on my podcast before, and he's uh, since transferred to the University of St. Gallen in Switzerland. And uh, he gave a fantastic um, uh, a talk about the Unity Project. I'm going to link in the show notes below to the Unity Project. It's a European project to sort of um, harmonize treatment options, uh, so certain um, study parameters, and to really see that tinnitus research is conducted in a way that all the results are being brought together so that not every university or every country is doing different things, but actually that the effects of studying tinnitus um, in the different areas are really, really combined, the efforts are combined, and in the end, that will be a huge benefit for the tinnitus community as a whole, of course, because when you cluster research, when you do things together, not only can you do make more, uh, get more funding, for example, from European institutions, but also really make the most of the research that you're doing where you, if you coordinate it and if you coordinate it well. So it was fantastic to have, um, to see Vinny on there. Um, uh, it was great to meet him again. And, um, I, I've already met him in my um, previous function as a uh, business development manager at Mimi Hearing Technologies. Some of you guys might know that from some of my previous podcasts, I've worked at a startup here in Berlin who have a CE certified hearing test and I've been working there as well. So in that function, I've already met um, Professor Dr. Vinny Schlee. Yeah, 
Then there were a few other companies um, apart from Neuromod who were also there as sponsors of the uh, Genesis conference who were of course very um, eager to talk about again about the very positive results of the 10A2 study um, that they had previously released. Um, there were a few other very interesting companies and I think uh, some of them or at least from the uh, Fork Tinnitus, so F-O-R-G Tinnitus, um, a device, especially for people with somatic tinnitus. If you Google it, you can see that that's uh, kind of like a little metal device that fits behind the ear. doesn't have any technology, but it uses certain trigger points. And if you can modify your tinnitus with neck and back movements, jaw problems, etc., being very tense and tight in your muscles, then the fork tinnitus is a fantastic device because it triggers, it um, it presses on certain trigger points around your head and uh, in the back of your head, in the back of your ear. And uh, uh, they've actually done a study together with Vinny Schley, um, proving that the treatment is A, very safe. I mean, it's a thing that you put behind your ear and has no electrical anything. So it's just uh, literally just a, a device, but it's apparently also quite effective for people with somatic tinnitus. So if you know, um, well, if you at least partly know that parts of your issues and troubles with tinnitus are based on somatic tinnitus, then maybe the Forktin is something that you might want to try. But I've also spoken to the founder of Forktin and he also confirmed to me that he was definitely going to be uh, coming onto my podcast. So if you want to wait a little bit, um, to find out more about the Fortune, then I'm definitely going to have the founder on this podcast in the very near future as well to tell you all about it and to tell you a little bit more about what the Fortune actually does and who it might be um, valuable for, right? Because not everyone, for example, I'm a very good case. I do have parts of my tinnitus that are pretty sure I am that they are some based on somatic nature. So I know that I grind my teeth at night. I know that my jaw jumps, that I have these problems. Uh, I also know that I'm quite tense in my neck and I, I do some exercises, but uh, I can't, of course, always keep up with it because I'm standing or sitting on my desk and working a lot in very similar postures. So I do know that I get these problems and I know that uh, that also leads to spikes sometimes, but I do know how to react to them. And again, that's one of the most powerful things that you can do, right? If you know that you have a more stressful time and things are getting more difficult, it's very easy to let yourself get carried away when your tinnitus then also gets louder. But one of the best ways in which you can respond is not respond at all, but know the cause of your tinnitus going up and therefore being able to say like, okay, well, I accept that this is happening right now, that the tinnitus is going up because of this or that reason. And I'm just simply going moving on and eventually it will also calm down again. Uh, and these are really, really simple parts of also what our group tinnitus coaching program is about. Um, and if you're interested in that, again, there is a link to the show notes where if you are ready and interested, we have a few spots open for the January cohort um, of the group tinnitus coaching. So if you're interested in that, um, definitely check that out, check it out, the link in the description. Um, I'm super happy to also offer to everyone who's listening on the podcast a 25% discount on the uh, group coaching spot. So check it out. It's all in the show notes below to this episode. Um, but yeah, 
The next uh, really, really cool uh, thing that um, was a talk also, apart from uh, uh, Mr. Landegger from the University of Vienna, who was talking a lot about uh, hearing restoration, um, was uh, Professor Dr. Dobel from the University of Vienna. Uh, he's a really, really nice guy as well. And uh, he talked a lot about predictive coding. And to simplify this a little bit, and also to tell you a little bit more on why we often react to tinnitus in the way we do, um, I'm gonna give you a little bit of an example, right? So clear your mind, take a couple of seconds to clear your mind of everything that you're think, thinking right now. Maybe focus on your breath for just uh, three breaths. Yeah, and there you are. So your mind's clear now? Great. And now imagine this. So I'm telling you a story and you would just um, answer to yourself as I am telling the story, right? So I'm gonna tell you this. This morning I got up and I left bed, my bed and I went to the kitchen and I prepared myself a coffee. When the coffee was ready, uh, I wanted to drink it and I regularly have my coffee with milk and And now within a split second, your brain already filled in the gap and it's very likely that your brain said sugar to you in that very moment. And why is that so? Our brain, in every single moment, our brain takes decisions um, and predicts what is going to happen next from moment to moment. And it's based on our survival, right? So in the same way that um, for those of you guys who are listening to this and not watching this, smiling into the camera so you can see that I'm smiling and I look like I'm happy and um, you can see that I'm happy I look happy or when I frown I have a terrible frowning face for those who uh, watch it here on YouTube but um, for those who if I frown you immediately will be able to connect that something is maybe not so right right so our brain does these kind of things to establish where we are in the world in absolute crazy amounts of split seconds. And this predictive coding also has a lot to do with tinnitus, right? Because when I look out the window and something's scaring me to death, right? Like you immediately feel alerted as well. How could it be different? Because we are basically, <laughs> basically group and herd animals, right? So if I am perceiving that I am being threatened right now, that is triggering your fight or flight instinct as well. Your muscles tense, um, your cortisol and adrenaline will release and you get ready to either run away or to stand and fight, right? And, and this predictive coding, which is really there to gear for our survival, yeah? And I'm, I'm telling this people over and over again, our brain is geared for survival, not for happiness. Our brains are not designed to make us happy. Our brains are designed to make our species survive. And therefore, your brain, for example, with a predictive coding in the case of tinnitus, if you've come to experience your tinnitus as something bothersome, and that's natural, right? We all do. Like I have experienced my tinnitus as something bothersome at first as well. And a lot of people that I work with otherwise I wouldn't have anyone to work with experience that tinnitus as bothersome, sometimes extremely bothersome. But the problem with this is, is that sometimes this reaction can be misguided and can be exacerbated. So it can be basically over the top. It's too much. It's a disproportionate reaction to what's actually happening. 
Because underlying, we know that in 99% of the cases, tinnitus is not dangerous. Therefore, you don't need to specifically react to your tinnitus in the way you often do. And that reaction goes over and over and over again. And the predictive coding eventually, which is more likely in something that, I don't know if you want to call it the subconscious, but it is not on a rational level where you do make the decisions. That's why we also talk a lot about neuroplasticity with tinnitus. And neuroplasticity not being some certain device that is changing the structures in your brain. No. When you manage to change your relationship with tinnitus, new structures in your brain form that basically send a message to your brain signaling, hey, this is not dangerous. I don't need to worry about this. This is fine. And then the moments and the periods extend in which you no longer perceive tinnitus. And that's when at its ultimate stage, so for example, for me, like I am, if I'm quiet, I hear my tinnitus all the time. If I go out on a four lane street, I hear my tinnitus as well. If I'm in the shower, I hear my tinnitus as well. But since I'm so focused on thinking about what I'm going to be saying next to you, laying out my plan of what I have planned to explain to you guys here in this podcast episode, I am, and I know that my tinnitus is there, but it's not dangerous. It's like, for me, it is like silence when it's silent in the room. So I do not react to my tinnitus, the predictive coding, not sure if you can say it like that, but the, 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 the way in which I relate to my tinnitus and what my tinnitus uh, uh, triggers in me has completely changed. And in my opinion, this could be described as habituating to tinnitus, right? So this guy basically, that the last part that I talked about is a deviation and that's not what Dr. Doble, Professor Dr. Doble talked about, but he talked a lot about predictive coding in your brain to say um, what is an outcome-based behavior uh, in response to a stimulus. And he um, related it a lot to tinnitus because that's also within the behavioral sciences. So I also wanted to say that um, a lot of you have requested this and this is going to be the uh, final part and the next part of this podcast episode. But before that, I just quickly want to tell you a little bit about my Tinnitus Club community. At www.mytinnitus.club, you can find over 20 people already. We regularly come together in the most positive tinnitus community online. We frequently have events. Next week on the 14th, um, we have our Christmas party coming up. We um, have weekly videos, exclusive podcast episodes, and a lot of topics on tinnitus and sleep, um, battling tinnitus, and having the right mindset for tinnitus. So we have a lot of content, a lot of resources, my personal beginner's guide towards tinnitus at www.mytinnitus.club. You can check it out for two weeks for free. Afterwards, it's only $14.99 per month. But the first weeks, as I say, the first two weeks are absolutely for free. So if you go to www.mytinnitus.club, you will be able to sign up, join almost positive community where I share very, very good tips and tricks on how you can personally get uh, closer to your life um, with habituating to tinnitus, better uh, sleep with tinnitus, being more concentrated. And you know what? The predictive coding of your tinnitus might actually change. You might not perceive tinnitus as a threat anymore and you might feel much better about your tinnitus. So 
Come on, join us for a free 14-day trial at www.mytinnitus.club. I'm Frida, the host of the MyTinnitus.club community, and all the people in the MyTinnitus.club community are looking forward to welcoming every single one of you. We always have a ritual that we welcome the people onto the community, that we share and help with their individual situations as much as we can. So it will be fantastic to see you there as well. We are open for everyone for everyone's needs and um, we reply as much as we can i reply as much as we can with video messages onto your concerns so if that's something you're interested in go to www.mytinnitus.club thank you for checking it out yeah and then i want to briefly um, talk about the topic of reactive tinnitus because a lot of people have asked me about this Um, Reactive tinnitus is a very, very interesting topic and there is actually very difficult and different opinions on uh, what reactive tinnitus actually is. Because in essence, you could actually say a lot of people's tinnitus is reacting to a lot of different things, right? So I say, for example, I know that my tinnitus does get louder when I don't sleep too well or when I have been spending a lot of time on my desk so that I know that my... um, back and neck get more tense and I'm having difficulty with that. And then I also, and then I know that my tinnitus will probably get louder. So there's a little bit of a debate um, on whether reactive tinnitus is properly defined, not only in the scientific con- community, um, but also just within um, our normal communities, online or in our community. Um, And we're not really entirely sure of when um, does reactive tinnitus maybe only relate to um, the, (coughs) sorry for that guys, Um, to literally um, uh, a response to more stimuli in the auditory cortex in the processing, in the audio processing part of the brain. Often, and most tinnitus, so if we say we talk about hearing loss-based tinnitus uh, that have settled after a certain period of time, um, most of the forms of tinnitus don't usually just fluctuate or change a lot uh, based on outside sounds, but there are sometimes people who experience tinnitus where tinnitus sometimes goes up and down or changes in volume based on um, uh, changes in your tinnitus. Sometimes it's said that reactive tinnitus is most common in people with hyperacusis, meaning the oversensitivity of sound, which is something that is both physiologically and psychologically influenced, right? Because of course, when your ears physically hurt from certain uh, noise exposure, then um, there's something going on physiologically. But of course, you also want to protect yourself more against these loud sounds, exposures, and therefore sometimes you might also be more, um, more, yeah, more focused on it really, right? Um, um, and there, so there's definitely also always a combination of these two elements, and it's very, very important and uh, and 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 difficult to see what really is the cause for your tinnitus um, uh, 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 reactivity, right? Um, is your tinnitus reactive because you have 
I made a video on this um, about eustachian tube disorder dysfunction, right? So there are physiologically, uh, uh, there are physical obstructions in your um, in your ear, and therefore, um, uh, based on sound pressure and sound exposure, your tinnitus changes, right? When we have it blocked via earwax, or we have a problem with the eardrum, and then sometimes you can have a reactive tinnitus. Some people have reactive tinnitus again based on stress, on uh, caffeine consumption, alcohol consumption. Um, again, like it is a reaction to noise. So you are reacting to noise in a certain way. And a good idea would be to um, establish what what are the what are the um, what are the patterns that you can see? Right? Is it diet based, exercise based? Uh, is it caffeine? Is it sleep? Is it alcohol? What influences your tinnitus? And it doesn't directly need to mean that because your tinnitus sometimes fluctuates or spikes, as we would say, doesn't mean that you're suffering from a form of reactive tinnitus. Um, I just wanted to make this a little bit more clear. So reactive tinnitus is kind of loosely defined as tinnitus that really does um, change and fluctuate based on external sound. When your tinnitus really does only fluctuate and change, based on external sounds, because otherwise it's quite normal, especially when we're relatively new to tinnitus, that our tinnitus has not settled yet. And it uh, before it's like in a stage before it is chronic and in uh, relatively in the early month where you um, have when you experience tinnitus. So it's quite important to not over not be overly scared when your tinnitus sometimes changes or fluctuates. Um, but I am going to say this, of course, because I always want to mention it, you gotta make sure that you see a hearing health professional, that you go talk to your um, ENT or GP, and that you make sure that there is no other underlying cause, which is extremely rare, that might be causing your tinnitus or that might be fluctuating tinnitus. Um, yeah, and that basically is it for today. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast episode. Um, just uh, if you Google reactive tinnitus, there are tons of resources out there. Very, very interesting ones. Again, um, if you want a more in-depth uh, description or if there's something that interests you on the topic, then there's much more information on all of these topics also in our community at www.mytinnitus.club. Um, we frequently talk about these things. So before you head off into the negative forums that are out there in the, on the internet everywhere, um, rather join our most positive community and ask your questions there. Maybe uh, pitch us your individual case where you might need some support where uh, things might be difficult for you right now or simply because you want to join a Christmas party next week on the 14th of December at 7.30 Berlin uh, PM, local Berlin time, 7.30. So you can check out what that time is in your country. And join us for the community for a free 14 days trial. It's been fantastic to tell you a little bit about um, my experience at the Tinnitus Symposium at the Charité this year. Um, very promising results also from uh, other sites. I'm gonna make a little bit more of a summary video for the MyTinnitus.club community where I'll also talk about the effects of the cochlear implant on tinnitus. So if, that are, if those are topics that you're going to be interested in, I'm going to have a more in-depth episode and a more in-depth video also for the MyTinnitus.club community exclusively. 
It's been my absolute pleasure to um, make this podcast episode. I hope that all of you guys have a lovely pre-Christmas season that you're able to calm down a little bit, um, that you don't feel as stressed out as many people feel right now, <laughs> including me sometimes because there are just so many things going on, so many things to be done before we head off in our uh, deserved Christmas break. Um, but yeah, I wish you all the best, a lot of health for the new years. May your endeavors and uh, everything that you have planned for the new year work out well and work out fine. And uh, if you want to do me a special favor, then like and give me a nice rating for our podcast because it helps other people with tinnitus. So if you subscribe to the podcast and you won't miss any of the other episodes, if you subscribe to my YouTube channel, um, that will give you very nice weekly videos and insights on how you can uh, get better on your journey to habituating to tinnitus. Um, and it will be helping me a lot as a creator, um, pushing my content so more people can see it and more people benefit from my myth-busting approach to tinnitus. Yeah, I hope it's been helpful for you. Um, for any questions, you know where to find me. It's Frieder, F-R-I-E-D-E-R, at outringtinnitus.com. And um, yeah, just uh, wishing you all the best for the free Christmas season. And I'll see you in the next episode. Goodbye. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I hope you really enjoyed it and it helps you on your way towards your best life despite tinnitus. If you'd like access to our exclusive online tinnitus membership community where you can access weekly videos, tons of content around the topics of tinnitus and sleep, acceptance and commitment, and how cognitive behavioral therapy can help you to finally break the vicious cycle of suffering from your tinnitus. Yeah, just really build your best life despite tinnitus. Then please head over to www.mytinnitus.club where we have weekly events. You have the possibility to engage with other members, share your progress throughout taking courses of the Outring Tinnitus online coach program and really start living your best life again. Check it out under www.mytinnitus.club and I'll see you in the next podcast episode. Thank you very much for listening to the Outring Tinnitus podcast. I am looking forward to also welcome you on my website at outringtinnitus.com or if you have any questions, please mail to frida at outringtinnitus.com. See you next time.